It is Joe. What's up? This is also Real Talk Sports Deontay Smith. We're going to go ahead and hop into it. It's NFL Draft Week. And we are going to have a guest on. It's going to be Mike Goldman from back in the day. If you remember from early episodes, Mike was a frequent collaborator on this podcast. And we're going to bring him back and go ahead and get some of his thoughts on the Chris Sims mock where he has Justin Fields at 32. I don't know where the hate comes from. We'll see if Mike agrees with Chris Sims. We're going to see where all the quarterbacks land. And Mike has put together a pretty nice mock draft. So we're going to go and hop into it. And then later this week, you can expect some Dynasty rookie uh, info or however you want to put it. It's going to be an episode based around Dynasty fantasy football, which uh going to have Kagan touch base. Uh, he is a back-to-back champ in our Real Talk Sports Fantasy League. And we are going to uh, go and hop into it with Mike. Um, the main thing was, let's just jump in, do a little draft preview, and uh, I got a uh, a few little games I want to play with you towards the end of the the draft preview, but that's mainly it. All right, so let's uh let's start with the Chris Sims mock draft. Uh, started some uproar on Twitter. So the top three, I think everyone's okay with. It's Lawrence, Wilson, Jones. And you skip all the way to the bottom of the first round, and you got Tampa Bay taking Justin Fields. Where is all this Justin Fields hate coming from, man? Well, I hate to say it, but I'm on that Justin Fields hate bandwagon. Um, Don't get me wrong. Justin Fields is a fabulous athlete. Um, I don't think he's a quarterback in the NFL. Uh. He has a lot of the same traits Lamar Jackson does. He has a great arm. Obviously, he has, you know, the great speed to be the athlete that he is. Um, I just don't know if he's going to be able to become an NFL starter for a long period of time simply because I don't know if he can make all the throws that need to be made, not because of his arm strength, but because of his accuracy. I got you. All right, so I'm going to give you – the quarterback, and you give the ideal landing spot for him. Does it work for you? Yeah. Okay. Trevor Lawrence. He's going to Jacksonville. Okay. Zach Wilson. He's going to go to the Jets. Mac Jones. I honestly think he's going to go to the 49ers at three. Like, I don't see any way around that. You don't think Trey Lance could be taken there? I think Trey Lance is going to fall to the Redskins. Really? So the Redskins are going to trade up, or are they going to uh, stay where they are? I don't know if they're going to have to trade up. Because after you get past those first three, I mean, if you're the Falcons, do you really take Trey Lance or Justin Fields? Does that make you better? No. Kyle Pitts makes you better, but not one of them. So you think Kyle Pitts is worth the number four pick? Absolutely. I don't see it, man. Like, I understand he, he's great in the passing game, but tight ends take so long to develop in the NFL. I don't think he's a plug-and-play guy. See, that's where I think he is. Like, you don't need him to block. I mean, you're the Falcons. The Falcons are going to change a little bit um, with how they, they run their offense, but still going to have Julio Jones, still going to have Calvin Ridley. You're still going to throw the ball 30 times a game. Kyle Pitts can 
he could take away those underneath routes and open up the middle for Julio and then, you know, deep for Ridley. I mean, I honestly think Kyle Pitts is going to be an instant starter in the NFL. I think it's going to be great. Oh, man. So that would be good news for fantasy football. But I just think uh, I have the belief that the further you are from the ball, the less impact you have on a play and on the game. And uh, in the top four picks, you want to take somebody that is a game changer. That. Oh, man, Kyle Pitts can definitely be a game changer. He's going to be a red zone threat. Like I said, he's gonna take, he, he can take away the underneath stuff to where you have safeties and linebackers looking at him instead of worrying about Ridley or Jones. But if you don't think the Falcons are going to take Kyle Pitts, who do you think they're going to take? Hopefully to go O-line. Get Matt Ryan protection, man. I mean, being a Saints fan, I'm okay with Matt Ryan being on his ass 99 times. But... <laughs> I already know. All right, so Trey Lance to the Redskins. Where does Justin Fields fall? Denver? Honestly, in my mock draft, um, I had Justin Fields going to Denver. And like I said, I had Trey Lance falling to the Redskins at 19. Because, like, honestly, all right, let's, let's go through the, the draft order here. Past the Falcons. Like, the Bengals, they aren't taking a quarterback. Dolphins aren't taking a quarterback. The Detroit mm-hmm. Lions, I mean, they have Jared Goff, but they're not taking a quarterback. <laughs> the Panthers just traded for Sam Darnold. They're not taking a quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Broncos, I don't know if they're still all in on Drew Locke. I don't know, but John Elway, being the great quarterback that he was, is not a great quarterback like whisperer. He can't draft quarterbacks. Um, I'm not a Cowboys fan, and Dak Prescott sucks, but the Cowboys aren't taking a quarterback. The Giants aren't taking a quarterback. The Eagles, I think the Eagles have more pressing needs. If you're going to draft Jalen Hurts last year, then at least give him one year to see what he can do. Um, Chargers aren't taking a quarterback. Vikings aren't taking a quarterback. The Patriots, maybe, but Belichick taking a quarterback? No. Um, The Cardinals aren't taking a quarterback. Raiders, not taking a quarterback. Dolphins, not taking a quarterback. So, 19, Washington, like, there's really no reason to trade up. If you want a quarterback, Trey Lance can fall to you at 19. And once again, I think Trey Lance is trash, but that's just me. I definitely believe he is uh, the worst of the top five QBs. I think uh, Kellen Mond is a little bit better than him. Kellen Mond, I mean, I would take David Mills from Stanford or Kyle Trask over Trey Lance. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like uh, if the Redskins take him, they're definitely going to be setting their franchise back another three to five years. Hey, I'm all for it. Go football team. I mean, the Washington football team, not Redskins. That's right. All right, Chicago. You like uh, you like where they are at twenty? Uh, Indy. Let's see. Yeah, I don't see anybody with the. Uh, I think Pittsburgh takes a running back at 24. I think Pittsburgh uh, goes their line. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, in my in my mock draft, I mean, like I so said, it's just mine. I'm nobody, so people aren't going <laughs> to care what I think. But I you think Pittsburgh taken? takes – I I haven't taken Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. Okay. That makes sense. Big physical tackle. So, it really uh, feeds into their – 
their trademark uh, being physical up front. I mean, you, you're bringing Big Ben back. And so why not keep Big Ben healthy? Absolutely. So at 27 and 31, yeah, Baltimore, you have them taking an offensive weapon. I actually have Baltimore taking a defensive end. I got them taking uh, Ojolari from from the defensive end from Georgia. Um, I like him. I necessarily don't think they need offense. Um, I mean, you've already built your offense around Lamar Jackson and his strengths, which is going to be running the ball and, you know, hitting Max Andrews and the rest of that tight end across the middle. And if you want to stretch the field, you go deep to Hollywood Brown. Um if they go offense, it could be offensive line, but I think they're going to stick to the formula that's been working for them, which is going to be to run the ball and play good defense, and you can play good defense if you can rush the quarterback. Absolutely. So who do we have the Saints taking, man? Are they going defense or offense? Um, Knowing Sean Payton, he's probably going to draft like, some no-name wide receiver that nobody's ever heard of, and he's going to be the next Marcus Colston. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I hope they go defense. That secondary needs to be totally revamped. Um, I actually have them taking Asante Samuel in my draft, my mock draft. Really? I don't have them going in the first round, man. So I'm assuming Jace Horn and Sertan are already off the board, right? Um. I have the Cowboys taking J.C. Horn at 10, and I have the Eagles taking Sertain at 12. Okay. And Caleb Fairley, where does he fall? Fairley's not going to be in the top 20. I got him him going to the Titans at 22. Okay. Uh, I I didn't think Asante uh, Samuel Jr. would be taken that high. So, my favorite team, Green Bay Packers. I want a receiver. Please tell me we are taking – Rashad Bateman or Kadarius Tony? Honestly, yes, but at the same time, you just lost Corey Lindsley in free agency. Um, I I got the Packers taking Landon Dickerson from Alabama at twenty nine. Um, he's going to come in and play right away. But I'm 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 with you. The Packers do need somebody besides Devontae Adams to throw the ball to. Um, I just don't know if they're going to pull the trigger on that. If you're going to ride Aaron Rodgers out for the end of his career, and there's been trade talks the last few weeks, I don't see that happening. But mm. um, you got to keep him healthy because if you lose Aaron Rodgers, what do you have? Absolutely. I mean, okay. Jordan, Jordan Love is, is not the answer. I'm sorry. No, absolutely not. So now um, my favorite position is the wide receiver position. So Chase – Smith, you have it since Miami, right? Or is it swapped around? Because you got that familiarity with familiarity with both of their uh, college QBs. I actually think Cincy is going to take O line to keep Burrow healthy. Ooh. I think Cincy is going to take Panay Sewell from from Oregon. I like Panay Sewell a lot. Oh, I do too. He's a bookend tackle, and he's going to. He's going to protect the quarterback for the next 10 to 12 years. Absolutely. So, then where does Chase fall? Where does Devontae Smith fall? I got Devontae Smith going to the Dolphins at six. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Go back and play with Tua. Uh, and I got Jamar Chase going to the Lions at seven. 
Okay, I can see that they just lost Kyle Day, so they do need a uh, a true number one. So, do you feel like uh, Jalen Waddle falls in the first round? Um, I got him falling to number eleven to the Giants. So they got John Ross, Jalen Waddle. That is going to be a fast receiving core there. And don't forget Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. Well, I can't really. You can't. You can't depend on what you cut out. Can't depend on him with all his concussions. Uh, that'd be uh, Shepard. Oh yeah, Sterling Shepard has had a, a horrible injury play career to this point. But if he's healthy, he can be a top fifteen wide receiver in the NFL. And Darius Slayton has really shown that he's worthy of being an NFL starter his first couple of years in the league. And then you also have Evan Ingram and you have Saquon Barkley. Like, don't get me wrong, the Giants have a lot of issues, but their main issues has been keeping guys healthy and on the field. Availability is the best ability. So, what is a uh, who's a player that you uh, you feel like has first round talent but won't go in the first round? Um, a couple of wide receivers actually. Um, guys like Kadarius Tony that you mentioned, uh, Rondell Moore from Purdue. Um, okay. I mean, if you're talking first round talent, Najee Harris and Travis Etienne, the running backs, are both first round talents. But running backs aren't valued as high as they used to be, you know, 15 years ago. Um, right. And so I think that gets overlooked. Um, with the way the league is going, especially the last, let's say, five to ten years, with all the spread offenses and Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. And, and Russell Wilson, for example, um, you're seeing teams lean more towards the secondary and the defensive line to help match up with those offenses, per se. Because if you can rush the quarterback, you can play defense. If you can cover receivers, you can play defense. Um, so a lot of teams are leaning more towards that. I see. So do you like Rashad Bateman? Because I really love him. I love Elijah Moore. Um Go ahead. I like Rashad Bateman, um, and I like Elijah Moore, but I think Kadarius Tony and Rondell Moore have how do I put this like better attributes that are going to match up better in the NFL. Don't get me wrong, Elijah Moore can get open, um, right? And it's this is all going to depend on where they go. I mean, if one of them ends up in Denver, then I mean, let's face it, they're screwed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's honestly going to depend on the system too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like all of them. Um, there isn't really a receiver in this draft, and there's a couple of sleepers that I have that can be awesome, like NFL All Pro type guys. Um, there isn't any of them that I just don't have any love for. Like all of them have great things going for them. All right, so give me uh, give me one of your late sleepers. I got one for you. And I think you may uh may have a couple for me. Um, man, I actually went down position by position, so I have a whole slew of them. But I mean, if you if you let, want to, let, let them ride. I mean, if you want to start at the top, a couple of quarterbacks that, and neither one of these guys may not even be drafted, but they can be undrafted rookies, and I think they can make an impact if they're given the opportunities. But one's going to be Brady White from Memphis. Um, his biggest problem is going to be his accuracy, but the dude can flat out throw the football and he put up monster numbers in college. 
Um, yes, the other guy, a quarterback, is going to be a guy that nobody's ever heard of. His name's Brady Davis. He's a quarterback from Illinois State. Um, he's not your pro- prototypical, you know, six four, six five quarterback. He's six two, around two hundred pounds. He can move. He runs about a four eight. Um, but he has a really good arm, and uh, he was very underrated in college. If you watch the tape on him, you're going to be impressed. I have to go check him out. So, what about the running back position? Um, really, one of the guys that that really kind of stood out that's not getting the love of uh, ETN or Najee Harris is going to be Kylan Hill from Mississippi State. Like, I think he is just as good as those top two. Um, he's just not getting that love. Oh, I, I'm on the fence about him. I have to watch. I have to go back and check some tape on him. Um. But I will definitely – it depends on his landing spot, if he has a role as a rookie. Uh, give me your receivers. Um, a couple of receivers. There's going to be some small receivers you've probably never heard of. One's going to be a guy named Cade Johnson from South Dakota State. Um, he didn't play this past fall because, you know, FCS decided they were going to play spring. So he set out. He hasn't played since 2019. Um, and he played, you know, the FCS didn't go up against the same amount of competition. But the guy's flat-out baller. I mean, he can catch anything you put in his area code. Um, and the other one's going to be a special teams burner. He was a kick returner, punt returner, and a slot receiver for Western Michigan. A guy by the name of Dwayne, Dwayne Eskridge. Eskridge. Yes. Yes, sir. I love that guy. So exciting to watch, man. That was definitely one of my sleepers. You have any more receivers? No, those are the only two receivers I really uh, – Wanted to, to to bring to the forefront. All right, what about tight end? I have two for you here. Um, one of them is by the name of Zach Davidson. He's a tight end from Central Missouri. Who the hell is Central Missouri? No one knows. <laughs> um, <laughs> How big but, is he? Oh man, he's six six, about two fifty. Um, and he can run. He runs about a four seven. He has great hands. He can block. Now, don't get me wrong. He's going to have to put on more weight to be able to block defensive lineman consistently in the NFL. But um, he's got really great hands. And the other guy's a guy by the name of Quentin Morris from Bowling Green. He's a converted wide receiver. um, So he's not as big as you want him to be. He's only 6'2". He's about 245 right now. um, But he kept his speed from his wide receiver. He runs in the upper four fives. And so he can be a matchup nightmare. His biggest issue is going to be – if he goes up against uh, taller linebackers, he won't be able to out-jump them or anything. Well, man, he can really move, man, at the tight end position. Give me some linemen. Some linemen? Um, I got a couple for you here. Um, one's going to be uh, offensive lineman from Wisconsin-Whitewater, Division Three. His name is Quinn Miners. Um. He was a late addition to the Senior Bowl, and, I mean, he showed out. Like, he's just one of those old-school junkyard dog offensive linemen who will get after you. Um, another one's a big guy from Miami of Ohio named Tommy Doyle. This guy's 6'8", 330 pounds. If he gets mm. your hands on you, you're over. Like, he is a big mauler. Yeah, he's he, going to punch someone. And um, the last one's going to be a guy by the name of Robert Jones from Mid-Tennessee State. Um, his biggest issue is – their teams try to figure out where they want to play him at. Will they want to play him at guard? Will they want to play him at center? But he's 6'4", 305. 
and is probably one of the best pass blockers in this draft. So, but he can play the whole offensive line, correct? I don't know. If, I don't know if he has the wingspan per se to to be a tackle. He'll probably be interior, either guard or center. But he uh, can handle bull rushers. He can handle the you know the uh, power rushers and the finesse moves. Um, it's just a matter of where they want to play him at. I think he's going to end up at guard. Okay. What about the defensive line? Um, couple smaller school guys. One you've probably heard of. A guy by the name of Taron Jackson from Coastal Carolina. Um, <clears throat> he doesn't have the greatest measurements, doesn't have the greatest 40 speed, but the guy flat out produces on the football field. And that's something that's underrated nowadays. Um, right. Everybody looks at combine numbers and pro days and this, that, and the other. No, this dude is a baller. Um, and then you got a guy by the name of Jordan Smith from UAB. This guy's a freak athlete, 6'6", 280 pounds, with a 4.75. Like, who can do that? This guy right here. Um, <laughs> a couple of uh, a couple of defensive tackles. One's going to be a guy by the name of Milton Williams from La Tech. Um, he's been creeping up mock drafts the last couple of weeks. Um, I saw in one, I think the, they had the Saints taking him in like third round. Um, this guy, do you like that? Here. I love this guy. Like, he's not – he doesn't have the prototypical size that you would see on a defensive lineman. Like, he's not 6'4", 350. No, he's 6'3", 285. And he gets it done by just outworking you. And he's faster than you are. And then um, another guy's one of these prototypical nose tackles on a 3'4". A guy by the name of Forrest Merrill from Arkansas State. This guy's six foot, 330 pounds. It's like trying to move a stump. Oh my gosh, the little center of gravity, man. Exactly. What about some linebackers for me? A couple of linebackers to watch out for. Both of these guys flat out produced in college. The one's going to be a guy by the name of Riley Cole from South Alabama. Once again, doesn't have the greatest measurements, doesn't have the greatest 40 speed, but the guy led South Alabama in tackles like nine years in a row. Um, <laughs> he, he can flat out play linebacker. He's great instincts. Knows how to read a play. He's always in the right place at the right time. Amazing guy. Um, and the other one's going to be a guy from Idaho by the name of Christian Ellis. This guy, once again, doesn't have the right size, doesn't have the right measurements. Not not that – I mean, he's fast. He runs a four five seven, But he's only 6'2", 230. So, he's going to be an off-the-ball linebacker. Um, but he's sideline to sideline. Reminds me a lot of watching Devin White. I mean, this guy can move. Um. A couple of cornerbacks to watch out for. One you've heard of. He's creeping up everybody's mock draft from Central Arkansas. A guy by the name of Robert Rochelle. Keep him on the download, man. But he's, he's six foot, 195 pounds. So that's great size already for a corner. And he, and he was timed at a four three nine. Like you can't coach yes. that kind of speed. <clears throat> and another, and another one like, and this guy has the perfect size. But people are going to question whether he'll have the the short quickness to be able to keep up with some of the wide receivers. But it's a guy by the name of Nashawn Wright from Oregon State. The guy's 6'4", 195, and he ran a 4.4740. So the speed is there, but the question is going to be, does he have the mobility to keep up with a quick slant or a 10-yard hitch? Can you know he get his hips turned? And that's the problem with taller cornerbacks. Um, a couple of safeties to watch out for. 
One's going to be a guy from Purdue. He was actually a, uh, a grad transfer from UConn, a guy by the name of Tyler Coyle. He's 6'1", 210. At his pro day, he ran a 4.36. The, mm. guy can, the guy can flat out move. But once again, you can't coach speed. Speed is just something that happens. Yeah. But if you put him in a cover three or even a Tampa two to where he's going to cover one side of the field, guess what? He can cover one side of the field by himself. Um, Will he come up and hit? Do what? Will he come up and hit? He'll hit you. His his biggest problem is that, and that's going to be most of the, the secondary you see nowadays, especially in college, is that tackling is an issue at times. But he will hit you. Um. Another guy to watch out for is safety. He's a guy by the name of Derek Forrest from Cincinnati. Um, this guy is six foot, two hundred ten pounds. He ran a four four one in his pro day. But get this, he's a safety. He had twenty one reps at two twenty five. Good Jesus. How often do you see that from a safety? Not often enough, man. No, not no. often enough. The dude's a baller. Cincinnati had a great defense. He was the bookend for that defense. He, this guy's – I love this guy. love him to death. Wow, man. Any other sleepers, man? That was my whole sleeper list right there. Everyone so else. Have, have you checked out 2-2 Atwell out of Louisville? 2-2 Atwell, yes. Um, One thing, speed. Dude's fast as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> – and we keep harping on this speed, but at the skill position, especially, you know, wide receiver, cornerback, running back, stuff like that, speed makes a huge difference. Um, and Atwell has the agility, he has the speed, and he, he can be a matchup nightmare in the slot, especially if he's on a safety. Um, but at, most of anybody who has a pulse and watches football knows that um, when NFL teams go to nickel and dime, they don't have – safeties on the slot. They have cornerbacks, which is why every NFL team has six cornerbacks on a roster now. Um, <laughs> simply because you can match up better that way. Um, but yeah, 2-2 Atwell and uh, a guy from Auburn by the name of Anthony Schwartz are, are both probably the fastest <sighs> wide receivers in the draft. He's and, a straight burner, man. And we're not even talking about Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith who can fly on their own right. Um but, yeah, all these guys, all these wide receivers can run, like every freaking one of them. That's pretty impressive, man. All right, so in the Dynasty Fantasy Draft, man, who are you taking, man? Go ahead and let me know. In the first round? Yeah, who do um, who you hope fall to you? Well, I'll be able to – are we doing reverse order again? No, it won't be. It's going to be straight through. So you have the ninth pick uh, through the first – through all five rounds, you have the ninth pick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, it was like – it's basically reverse of how we finished. Correct. Yeah. So, I finished – yeah, I lost in the title game. So, yeah. um, The ninth pick, man. Just trade gonna, it to me, man. Yeah, I'm not trading it to you. Um, <laughs> who's going to fall to me? Wow. um, Man, like, I, I would take Kyle Pitts in a heartbeat. Uh. But also, like I said, it's going to depend on where these guys go and who I think is going to have the biggest impact as a rookie. Um, I don't want to keep them in my taxi squad all year, so I want somebody who's going to be able to help me. 
And I mean, so, your team but, is pretty solid, man. Oh, man, my team's legit. That's why I've been in the championship game two years in a row. Absolutely. I haven't won yet, but I've been there. I'll talk to you, man, so you can get yourself a ring. Yeah. All right, so I have a new segment for you. All right, let's do it. All right, this is going to be called Who Would You Draft? All right. Okay. So I'm going to give you two players, and you tell me which one you would draft. All right, so we're going to start. We'll start at running back. Who do you take, Najee Harris or Travis Etienne? Travis Etienne, um, I like what was a pass catcher. All Even right. though Najee Harris Why? is developing, he's just not there yet. All right. Wide receivers. Who do you take? Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, or Jamar Chase? I'd take uh, Jamar Chase. I'm a big 50-50 ball guy um, just because not every quarterback has great arm strength. Uh, not every quarterback can put it where it needs to be. But a guy that can go up and win that one-on-one ball is definitely uh, the guy I want on my team. All right. And the last one of this one, then I got another game. All right. At cornerback, who do you take? J.C. Horn, Caleb Fairley, or Pat Sertain? Sertain, the second, man, just because I love his size and how how physical he gets. All right. Another new game. It's called Who's Going to Have the Better Career? All right. Okay. So, who has a better career? Zach Wilson or Mac Jones? Zach Wilson. Uh, He has more tools. Uh, I see Mac Jones more of a game manager, just not making those mistakes. Um, I see Zach Wilson as a gunslinger. He's going to be more exciting to watch, and I think he's going to put his team – in better positions uh, just by taking those chances. All right. Who has a better career? We're going to go Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle. Ooh. I don't think either of them have a great career. Um, I would have to go with Devontae Smith just because he's a better outrunner. Um, he's a little more polished off of the line. Jalen Waddle is really a uh, – he is better than Ruggs, but that doesn't, that's not saying much because Ruggs isn't a great wide receiver to me. He's just a great uh, great athlete playing receiver. I think Jalen Waddle is a lot like that, and Devontae Smith is a more complete wide receiver. Okay. Okay. All right. One more. All right, who has a better career? All right, we're going to go with a couple of defensive linemen, okay? Okay. Gregory Russo from Miami or Jalen Phillips from Miami? Gregory Russo, man. I love him. I love how long he is. God. And see, it's it's the opposite for me. Like I love Jalen Phillips more than Gregory Russo. Really? Yes. Dude, fifteen and a half sacks did it for me. 
15 and a half sacks does look nice, but I think Jalen Phillips is going to – like, he has a better projection as far as how high his ceiling truly is. He did have a better pro day. I will say that. Um, my thing with Phillips is he didn't do much in the Pac-12. And uh, I know he didn't start much, but when you kind of run away from competition, that's where uh, – that's how I look at it. When you can't get it done somewhere else, you're like, I got to get out of here to a better situation while you're running away from that competition. All right. So, one more question mm-hmm. about about this draft. All right. Trevor Lawrence is not going to be the answer here because that's going to be a no-brainer. But five years down the road, who's going to be the best player out of this draft class? Not named Trevor Lawrence. Um, I'm saying Micah Parsons. Dude, yes, love Micah Parsons. (laughs) Look, it's a perfect storm because I actually have him going to the Patriots at 15. Like, Belichick, yes, sir. Dude, Micah Parsons is pretty dang fun to watch, man. Um, yeah, I don't see him get past 15. If he gets past 15, man. If he gets past 15, like, the Saints better be, like, called somebody. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not even playing. Like, trade, like, Marshawn, like, trade everybody. I don't even care. <laughs> like, I, I love this guy. You know what uh, what team he looked nice with, man? Besides Denver. Denver, Denver man. With Miller and Chubb, yeah. Yeah. And that would uh, alleviate some of the pressure on Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Yeah, he needs some luck. <laughs> but he's damn sure not Andrew Luck, I'll tell you that. Mike, man, it's been a great podcast. I appreciate you hitting me and doing all the brainstorming. And uh, we're going to have to get back together at the aftermath of the draft see uh how we like where team guys landed and how teams did we're gonna probably do uh our top three best draft grades and our top on our bottom three worst draft grades as a sound yeah that sounds great we'll definitely get together um i mean we need to start doing this weekly again we but, do. Uh, but yeah we can get together next week we'll discuss the draft grade Hell, we can do for every team we can do the best draft pick of every team and the worst draft pick. Like, I don't even care. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love football. I love talking about this kind of stuff. This is is fun to me. So, we'll definitely get it done, man. But, say, it's been a pleasure, my friend. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I know you had your car accident a few weeks ago. Um, How are you recovering? Pretty good, man. Just taking it one day at a time. Uh, Just trying to ease back into putting weight on my my pelvis but it's going to be a a long journey but same thing I can't overcome I'm glad you're doing good my friend and uh, as always we'll be in touch absolutely man peace out 
once again, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate Mike for coming through for me. Um, apologize from the audio. Uh, we're going to work it out as uh, as time progresses. But uh, I do appreciate you all bearing with us. I know it's pretty lengthy, but hey, it's full of information and uh, good perspective. So uh, I'm going to holler at you guys, and I appreciate you all tuning in. Peace.